Red. It's awesome. Pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another bright, brand new, beautiful episode of Reddit Talks Clash. <laughs> um, I am joined. Well, first, let me introduce myself. My name is Spencer. I am one of the moderators on the Clash of Clans subreddit. Um, I also do community events. And today I'm joined here with three other inferior hosts. They're not as important as me, but I will introduce them one by one. First off, we have the one and only Congressman Cool Rick. How are you doing, Rick? I'm doing great, man. I had a good day. How are you guys? Doing great. Um, and then we do have our on-team in-house Brit, one and only Sam. How are you doing, Sam? I was doing great until I just spat water all over my keyboard after I heard that intro. Um, <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, I'm doing very well, thank you. Awesome. And then we do have a newer voice we haven't heard in quite a while. We have uh, Lion, who also goes by Frank. Are you here, Lion? How are you doing? Yeah, dude, doing great. So this is my first time uh, being on the pod since uh, since we moved over to the Discord as our hosting platform. And so if anybody doesn't know who I am, I have been a mod for the uh, main Clash of Clans subreddit for four years now, maybe five years, something like it, Jeez. quite a while. Um, I've been a mod of the recruit sub for just as long. And I actually have a cool story uh, about the recruit sub if we have time for it tonight. Might be in my shout out at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, having a good time hanging out. Uh, it's been a good week for me. Uh, Max Town Hall 15, uh, semi competitive clan, having a good time. Awesome. Uh, well, let's just dive right into it. We recently got probably, probably the biggest news uh, for builder based. 2.0 and nor normally these blog posts are just walls of text and they give us a little insight on what the developers are doing with builder base 2 but in this one what makes this one so important is we got an actual video that is showing what is to come for builder base 2.0 and so it's kind of like a first look or, or a reveal of what it's going to be and so there's so many little details that we're going to break down one by one first let's just talk about the initial blog post and the main points from it the first thing I do want to mention is for Builder Halls 1 through 5, they said in the blog post that, that those are going to remain the exact same as they are, are right now. There's not going to be any differences. But when we get to Builder Hall 6, this is where the whole brand new thing comes in, and it is a second buildable area where your buildings are going to be split across those two. So just that idea itself, uh, what do you think about that, uh, Lion? Yeah, so I'm stoked about it. First, well, let me take just a quick step back before actually getting into the content of it. I think it was a really cool just supercell uh, announcement. It was uh, this full blog post, pretty detail-oriented, and then the video that you mentioned as well. It felt kind of like Clan Capital's video, but a little less, like, goofy. Clan Capital's video was, like, almost like a short movie, which was hilarious. Uh, and so this one was, like, much more concise and to the point. I thought it was one of the best ways that they've conveyed information in a while. But... I think it just depends on when you're getting these builders and how easy it's going to be to rush to the builder that comes over to your main base. Because I, along with every other maxed account, I have the sixth builder. So I'm going to keep it on that one. Um, I'm like 99% positive. That's how that works. Uh, but then my other accounts, I just have not wanted to grind 
builder base enough to get the extra builder. And so especially for people with multiple accounts or people who just really don't care at all about builder base, I hope it's going to be a little bit easier to get that sixth builder over on your main base. And I think it will be. And that's going to make the whole game mode more popular, in my opinion. So I'm pretty excited about it. I think the way they've divided it uh, is going to make it nice for uh, a little bit more competition. It's going to make the grind a little bit easier with those bigger rewards halfway through. Um, and then it's just an interesting concept. I don't know if, if we've described it really thoroughly, you know, what it is, but seeing half of the base uh, prepping your army and then keeping the survivors of your army for an unseen second half of the base, it's really neat. Um, so we'll see if it ends up having like a competitive outlet the same way that Clan Capital does. Like there's a Legends League for that that's pretty cool. Even if it doesn't, I think it'll be just overall better than the, the current builder base that we have. Yeah, I mean, they, they did announce they are also adding leagues to build a base. So, I mean, although although there are proper, you know, uh, although there are technically leagues currently, they're adding actually established things here, like champions, like masters. Yeah, that, that'll definitely be uh, interesting to see how that's implemented. I think spent some writing thinking that the higher the league, the better your star bonuses or something like that. Yep. Yep, that's exactly I mean, I think it is important to know that we don't, we, there's still a lot of things we don't know, right? We don't know how easy it's going to be to get Otto still. I mean, some people have actually been worrying the opposite, that it's going to be harder for them to get Otto now. You know, people have been grinding up to level 18 cannon carts, blah, 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 blah. They're actually worried that's going to get harder. So, you know, it, that, it's, a, it's a toss of the coin, right? I think there's going to be a really small section of people who were actively pushing for Otto currently who made it pretty far along in the current metrics for it and are going to be pretty disappointed when the metrics change. But I think for everybody who's just like fresh to builder base, I think it's going to be less work and less grind to get it. In one of the past blog posts, they said that they're going to make the uh, new task more general. So yeah, that that's a good thing, but that can also mean it could be more progression based in, in attacking or trophies like, oh, you need 4,000 trophies in builder base and then you get auto so something like that that's more general but um that could be a lot harder for a lot of people rather than grinding out all those levels yeah but one thing i do want to point out is that they said uh they said current progress will be moved over to the new system so i, I do see a lot of people worried that they're going to lose their current progress you're going to have to start over no they they have said that current progress will be um moved over to the new general tasks I mean, I think the whole thing with this is we've got to remember that these aren't sneak peeks, which Spencer got really nicely bollocked about by Darian last week, that these aren't sneak peeks. I call them teasers. Well, yeah, concept reveal. Yeah, they're, they're, they're literally like development blogs, right? So it's almost like they're sharing what is going around like their in-house company meeting right to us, because I think... Yeah, I and they've said this much. They've said that basically we're builder base one, I guess we can call it, that everyone's ex expectations got raised so high because they had no idea what was coming. There's a boat. And they were just giving these teasers. What's the boat? boat? Exactly. What's the <laughs> boat? And they didn't know what the boat was until they got the boat and everyone hated the boat. So yeah. Know, that that was a problem, right? So they're obviously doing this to try when the boat came out, I forgot about that. That was so long ago now. I remember like four or five different people texted me that morning just just saying there's a boat. Yeah, there's a boat. But I mean, it's good now that we've actually got some good expectation management, right? We know we know what's coming before the actual sneak peeks and whatnot begin, which is quite nice. And I don't think they've really ever done updates like this before. This open communication is dope, and I really mm -hmm. hope they continue it for for all the updates, not just like the bigger ones, because it's cool to see things things develop and then have a better idea, and it helps us keep our expectations in line too. 
Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I don't want to get too far off topic, but I think they've been doing a great job with communication lately in general. I love the monthly image that they have that says all of the events that are coming out throughout the yeah. month, the dates of CWL, the dates of clan games, all of that. It's just awesome. So I, I agree with that. I think they've been doing a really good I'm, job lately. I think we need to feel really fortunate about kind of our situation as a whole, as a game, compared when you look at other compared to other Supercell right? games, yeah, exactly. Like, look at Clash Royale, <laughs> look at Clash Mini. They're not having good times, and you know, I'm not saying that won't happen to us in the future, but for now, right, we are doing well. So, preferably, let's keep it there. Okay. So back to to Builder Base for just a second. Um, I do think I'm seeing a few questions in our chat uh, about like how to how is retaining your progress work. I think it's going to be a little anticlimactic if you have a hundred percent maxed base and then they change builder base and you're just given the totally maxed content. So my gut feeling says that they're going to come out with new end game content. They confirmed builder hall ten. Builder hall ten is confirmed. Like we know that's going. It's like high level view. What all do we know about it? There's they're dividing the bases up, so we're gonna have. Kind of two mini bases from Builder Hall Five on. Uh, troops are going to all have individual abilities. We're getting the second hero at Builder Hall Five or Six, right? What, which was it, Spence? Um, well, they actually they have not said what it's going to be. But yeah, but it's going to be at Builder Hall Six. Yeah, yeah. Like we we don't know like the hero version of it, but we're going to have two builders starting starting then. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Um, let's go and talk about <clears throat> the actual new attacking system. Um, as we just mentioned, there's going to be two buildable areas, and now when you attack, you're going to have you have the opportunity to attack two areas, um, one after the other. So you start off, you see someone's first base, uh, you don't see the second one, you attack that base, and then with any troops you have remaining left over, um, those troops are put to full health, and then you get to attack their second stage, is what they're calling it for potentially a six-star attack, which is pretty cool. I want to know uh, what you guys think about this specific new attacking system. Obviously, we haven't played it, and I think it's one thing seeing something and another thing actually playing. For example, Clan Capital, to me, looks way cooler seeing it than hearing about it and actually playing it. So I think you know, it's a bit early to make proper judgments. But I will say that I think it addresses a really big problem with Builder Base, and that is base building. And the fact that the meta, at least Builder Hall 9, is clump of defenses, kill everything, that simple, right? Like, all the base building is literally, it is all built around having just a huge clump of defenses. And I think breaking up the base is hopefully going to alleviate that, right? Because you can't have that same effect of just clumping everything. So I assume what they're trying to do here is address the fact that there needs to actually be some variation to attacks. So I'm hoping it will alleviate that. But then, you know, how many people are going to be building builder base bases properly? Yeah, you know, that we're still not going to have spells. How how's the new uh, abilities going to work? I mean, there's so many things which I don't think I can make a proper judgment on until I actually have my hands on it. Yeah, one of the ideas that I've heard floated around that I think is kind of likely and would be really cool is if the uh master builder has different suits that he can get into and so you have different heroes like in quotes well they have confirmed a second hero yeah yeah, yeah a second hero and whether that's like a second suit or or what you know something and then uh breaking up the walls is going to be big for customization they're not going to be in those five clumped units anymore so you can really actually create a base oh are they not i didn't i didn't even realize that I think they said that. 
in the video that they showed, there are wall segments that are 100% not uh, five seconds long. So the only way that could happen is if one, in the alpha footage, they use normal walls for that, or if two, they're actually gonna make the change and allow um, all apart wall segments. Yeah, I. that's what I think. Maybe Darian said that in a comment or something. Pretty sure that one's confirmed. As like we're not going to be yeah, locked been, into five there's walls. There's been so many little you know teasers. I I do forget what's in some of them yeah. sometimes. But yeah, one thing I do want to move to now is the active triggered abilities. So in the video, um, I was able to zoom in, take screenshots, try to get every ability of these troops out that I could, and I was able to get four. And um, I do want to go through these and talk about them because uh, a lot of community thinks one of these is o OP. Um, so starting with the cannon cart, this uh, active ability turns into a stationary mortar. Did you guys see something like that in the video? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and it looks like you can kind of toggle it on, uh, back and forth. So it'll your cannon cart drives up, slap the ability, it turns into a mortar and has a long range and it stays there. And then later on in the video, you see it start to move again. It didn't look like it was on a timer. It looked like it's fully under your control. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, and it has really big range, out of range of all, all these defenses. So uh, I did see a lot of people say it was OP. But one thing I do want to mention is that in the video, there was a, a kind of red out uh, defense. There was a expo that he red tint over it. And uh, what that is, is that's a placeholder for the real defense that's supposed to be there. So my guess is if it's a type of expo, it'll have that super long range that will then uh, have the ability to reach these stationary mo motors, which won't make them as OP. I hate range. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just complaining. Range is, range is my least favorite thing about Builder Base because uh, I feel like everybody develops a pretty good intuition for range on the main base. And then because it's just a smaller base in Builder Base, everything feels like its range is so long. And there are fewer buildings. You say that, but I'm consistently surprised by the range of the monolith every single time I, I oh, just yeah. think. Yeah, monolith is crazy. It, it can hit me. Uh, my hero is dead. Oh, great. But that's how I feel about literally every defense on Builder Base. Whenever I attack, the first thing I look for is that lava launcher because that kind of uh, uh, determines where I'm going to start my attack, where I'm going to start my funnel for any Builder Base attack. Yeah, sure. First thing I do is close my eyes and spam all of my troops down. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> One of the other abilities that was on there was the giant. It looked like it had a like a bubble shield around it. Yeah, so what I imagine that to be is it just becomes completely um, invincible, which, if you think about it, that's the perfect tank. Uh, we want these giants to be tanks, and that, that'll make it a perfect tank uh, whenever we need it to accept all those um, damage. It's interesting to see how that shield is going to implement. If it's like an active, like the the current uh, hero for Builder Base has the active ability, or if they have uh, just like the P.E.K.K.A. has its like explosion on death, if every troop has that same uh, kind of passive ability that it currently has in Builder Base, but if they're just better, because I think the Giants where their first hit deals more damage to walls is like just okay. The wall bomber who throws... Uh, well, actually, I, I kind of forget what his passive is. Does he have increased range on his first throw? Yeah. That's the minion. So, minion has increased range. Currently, uh, the passive ability it has is its first um, bomb does 100% damage. It destroys all wall mm. levels. That's right. And even it does really good damage to buildings. But the yeah. new active trigger ability that I saw from the video was its bomb now bounces off buildings and could make its way to the core of the base. It, it makes a nice straight shot and bounces off and deals a lot of damage to these buildings. 
which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like if every troop has an active ability, that's going to be a lot to balance for the average player. Well, I, I think, no, but I think that's the point, isn't it? I think the whole point is that every troop has an active ability because that gives you input, right? Because you just said it yourself. You go into a builder base tag and you just spam, close your eyes and let it happen, right? In the home village, we have spells, right, to keep us doing something. Okay, even if you play some of your troops, at least there's still some interaction with the spells, right? But how builder base is going to be differentiated is with the troop abilities, right? Your, your input true. throughout the attack is the fact that you can press lots of abilities. So I think the whole point is that yes, every troop is meant to have abilities because you still you, know, you still have loads of troops. It's not impossible to manage. You, know, you still have like thirteen spell space in home village. So managing uh, some abilities in builder base isn't going to be that bad. And I think I I I'm still interested to see how it actually works in terms of providing that level of interaction. I don't know if it's going to be still a bit spammy where you just keep pressing the ability as soon as you get it. Yeah, but, and if you've got like three. Uh giants on the field and you hit the giant icon on your uh deployment if that's going to trigger the ability for all of them or if you get the ability like per troop you know who knows also too you're not going to be burning you're you're never going to drop all your troops on the first one too because you might not get them all back you have to manage you have to manage your troops through through two smaller attacks it might sound overwhelming but it seems like their goal is to keep it uh really smaller force you to make these tiny tactical decisions like i view it as kind of the opposite of the clan capital like the clan capital is these huge enormous expansive bases that you can hit again and again and again you know, everyone wants to two hit them but realistically it's 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 a lot bigger than that and we have builder base coming in where it's an individual thing you have to make these really small specific deliberate decisions to manage not just beating that one base but maintaining your troops to be strong enough to take the second half too so hopefully it it's it, it looks really intriguing to me hopefully it, it stays that way i i think they've actually got a nice little attacking style here that's actually genuinely different to the main village you know i think clan capital appeared like that on the surface but then you actually go into it and it's the same thing arguably more dumbed down right yeah <laughs> but I think I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to going to a kind of smaller sized village. And it kind of brings me back to the old you know, 10 or 4 days where you had to really worry about that one big mortar with all your little archers. I think I think it'll be quite oh, nice like having old days. less. Yeah, I think it'll be quite nice having less stuff to manage, you know, and you can properly focus on the minute actions you're making rather than big clumps of armies. So yeah, I'm excited. They might be striking a really cool balance between what currently is a pretty big uh, just like sentiment of unhappiness at Town Hall 15, that things are pretty difficult and everybody loves three-starring. And if it's not an offense-heavy meta, people are just like sick of the game sometimes. Oh. But on the other side, it is objectively... Uh, just inferior for competition if it's easy to get a three star you want two stars to be common three stars to be difficult and then you measure the skill of an attacker based off of the percent difference and if builder base lets everybody scratch that three star itch on the first half of the base where they're able to just like totally wreck it with a good plan get that like nice satisfied feeling and then the second half of the base ends up being more like the the capital hall uh peak uh, where it's it is difficult you should not be able to do it in one hit they might you know let us have our cake and eat it too and giving us that like satisfaction and dopamine on the first half of the base and then also having like a, a difficult skill-based percent expressed uh you know skill expression in the second half 
Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't want to go into this, but I do actually quite like the current meta and how three stars aren't that common. But that is an entirely separate topic, so we're, we're, we're not going down that route. I could ramble about that for ages. Yeah, yeah I, I know how we mentioned the active trigger abilities will cause for more surgical and slower attacks. And one thing I did see in the video was the attack timer has been raised to four minutes uh, for a builder base attack. Now, that really could just be... That. That could just be the alpha footage, um, or we might be getting four-minute attacks in Builder Base, which if we do have staged attacks, that could mean eight-minute attacks total. Well, yeah, that's my question then, or if it's four minutes for both stages. Yeah, I was about to say that. What if you are more incentivized to a faster attack on the first stage because it means you have more time for the second? Or what if we only had four minutes to do both, meaning two minutes uh, attack? Yeah. Yeah, and then managing your time is like part of the skill expression of builder base. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which I'm looking forward to. That that'll be interesting. Uh, watching the clock as we attack. Still lots of unknowns. Yeah. Uh, speaking of unknowns, uh, in the in the video we did get, um, it, it did confirm that there there was another altar, which means we will be getting either a new hero or more battle machines. Um, but speaking of heroes in builder base, the ability for the battle machine has been. Uh, reworked it looks like uh, to be much more strategic that way we don't spam spam the button anymore and so what i was able to get from the video is the ability um, charges up in three different stages now you could activate it at any stage you want but uh, i'm assuming that the power of the ability is going to be much less if you activate it sooner rather than later so instead of spamming all the time um, we do now get a, a more strategic approach to it and really look at when he's going to swing the hammer and when we're going to want to use that ability. That was bugging me what that was, watching that, because you could see the his ability bar. It's in, like, the three little stat. It looks like sta like, a, like a staircase, how it gets bigger. And that makes a lot of sense, what you just said. Yeah, I think that's probably better for the game. I'm a little bummed because the only other game I spend any amount of time on, I think I've said this before on the pod, is uh, League of Legends. And there is literally only one transferable skill from league to clash and that's an auto attack reset <laughs> and uh i would do that in builder base all the time where like you wait until he gets his hit and then you click his ability so that you're not wasting any time with him like canceling an auto attack to to charge up his ability you can do that in the main base with um the royal champs ability too i don't think it's very effective in the queen ability i think she keeps her attack rhythm uh despite you know when you use her ability but the one skill that I had for both games, gone. I do just want to mention a few more things and then uh, we can move on. Um, in the second buildable area, we do have the Autos Outpost, which will act as the Builder Hall. It will grant you that star. Um, <laughs> but once it's destroyed, um, I was able to see in the video that there were these zappies that spawned from it, which is actually already exists in um, the beloved Clash Royale. As, as a troop in Clash Royale. And so if you didn't already know, the lore behind those is those were actually built by the master builder. So essentially, they've been a long time coming um, to Builder Base. And so oh. I'm actually happy to see those um, come. It'd be a cool Builder Hall 10 troop to add to since we're, we, like, we know we're going to get at least one. We're going to get a barracks level and we're going to get a new troop because we always do. Let's move on to Dark Ages Season Part 1. Um, this was... Compared to the last two seasons, we had the Valentine season, the Color Fest. Now we're on to Dark Ages um, Part 1, which 
I don't know about you guys, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah, so I was gonna ask, which one of us uh, have bought the like the full sets of the last three big things: the Valentines, the the paint, and the Dark Ages. No, I didn't buy any of them. I did not buy any of those actually. What? I don't believe that for a second, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, he he just he just ended Texas office. The Magic Hero skin set. Nothing has been able to pass that up for me. I is that the I white really white lightning one? Oh my gosh, yes, it's 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 incredible. Yeah, and so cool. I saw the 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 Heart Hunter Queen, and I just eh. But then the Painter set, I don't know. Those just didn't seem like legendary status for me. So I really held on to this Magic set, and um, now this month. The Dark Ages, in the beginning, yes, they all look incredible. Um, but I think it was, yeah, today the Archer Queen was released for purchase, a legendary yeah. skin. And I was looking through comments on the community post, and I saw a lot of people complaining that the in-game model wasn't as good-looking as the images that they released of it. It was, it was a big difference. Yeah, so I, uh, so first and foremost, I'm a Supercell stan, and I think they've been doing a great job lately. I love the Valentine's stuff. I love the paint stuff. I like funny skins more than serious ones, and like I get how how you like epic feeling stuff, and you know everybody does. I do too. But if there's like a good funny skin line, I'm way more about that. And so I was so close to buying the full painters bundle, and I actually really appreciated that they bundled it. Was that the first time they bundled all the skins and the scenery together? for uh, like a, a yeah. steep discount than what they normally so, do. When the magic skins were released, a lot of people were saying, hey, why didn't you put this in a bundle? You released all four of them on the same day. Why don't you do the same for the... Right. Uh, why don't you do them for the magic skins? And so they did that for the painter skins. They they listened to community yeah. feedback and they actually implemented a change, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was super cool. I wish they did it for Dark Ages. I ended up holding out on the the painters because as much as I liked it, as fun as it looked, I thought that much color on a base would be distracting. And ultimately, like I will min max as much as possible for a competitive advantage. Um, so I didn't end up getting that. Uh, I also love the scenery for it. I thought it was fun getting a scenery in the gold pass, but I also think the music is going to be really annoying for me after a while. Who plays with sound on? sound is also a competitive advantage we've had this discussion before so yeah, i don't want to rehash it either um but like i will min max as much as possible for the competitive competitive advantage and during an attack sound is by far yeah, superior and so i, I just have sound on all the time as a as a habit and it is elevator music at best on the uh on the easter <laughs> scenery the dark ages scenery that did come in a bundle um the first scenery bundle that came with a decoration. Now this Hate it. was also not very perform, um, not very acceptable by the community. Barely because a bundle. Looking at previous sceneries, the way they were sold, they're sold for seven dollars. But remember, they have always come with um, two and a half million gold and elixir. So now they put in a bundle with the decoration without the gold elixir. Now for ten dollars. And, and that's the only way you could get the scenery is through this $10 bundle. And so mm -hmm. a lot of the community did not like that. Can we point out as well that it's not really you know, a bundle, right? That implies that you are getting some money off, right? You buy something in a bundle, right, to, to save some money. Because the fact that you're agreeing to get a load of stuff, yeah, usually means you save some money. But not here. Not here. The The price of the bundle is the same as it would just be buying the scenery plus the statue. It's it's technically more. It's technically one cent more because ninety nine and ninety nine. You add those together, and it's 
it's not 99. Mm-hmm. So it would, if you just add them together, it would be something 98. You're paying a penny more for this bundle. That, but that's the thing, though, isn't it? That's I think I think there'd still be community protest if it, there was some sort of discount. So I think you know, even though it's, it's only a one quid, two quid statue, people still don't want it. They want they want the opportunity to buy the scenery by itself. But I think it's just a really big kick in the balls that they aren't that they're just completely not giving you any any sort of discounts, no compensation for it. Uh, it's it's a bit sneaky, but the scenery is nice. To be fair, yeah, you, you've got to give them credit where credit's due. The scenery does look good. This would have been the first scenery I bought in a long time, if it weren't for the fact that it was bundled with a stupid statue that I don't want to pay extra for. Yeah, so I actually I buy all, I buy the gold pass every month, but I've actually done a pretty good job of not purchasing anything that's purely cosmetic. Um, and so all the skins that come out that are just skins, I haven't bought yet. I'm waiting for a good bundle. And I actually was like about to click purchase on the queen until I saw her in-game model because the splash art for it. I know, I think Spencer, you said this at the beginning of this conversation. Yep. It is maybe the coolest splash art I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It is, it is so cool. And then the in-game model is really just like, it's not bad. It just isn't nearly as like, it, it's a gold pass skin, right? It's a gold pass skin. That's, that's what it is. That's another thing that people keep saying is these legendary skins that are coming out. They keep saying this is a gold pass type skin. Um, I don't want to spend ten dollars that looks like this. And then I did see a post on the subreddit. I don't know if you guys saw this. It was a meme where it showed the left side how it started versus how it's going. Did you guys see something like that? I, I know the exact one you're talking about. Yeah, gold pass, gold pass, gold pass, all on the left, and then on the right is like all legendaries. Like they're really cranking out aid skins. Which I'm cool with on principle, uh, just because they're really easy to not buy. If you know, I don't want to spend nine bucks on yeah, skins, exactly. so I won't. It signals something that doesn't feel good to me about the future of the game. Really? Yeah, it's just uh, if they're gonna monetize any part of it, I'm so glad they're monetizing aesthetics, and they're still giving out like good aesthetics for uh, a very affordable cost in the gold pass every month. And so, if somebody wants to drop, you know. 40 something dollars every other month on a huge pack of skins uh and like that's what helps keep the game profitable for supercell so that the rest of it can be more or less free to play you know i'm stoked about that i mean as long as it doesn't compromise the gold pass that's okay the issue i'll start having is if they start quietly nerfing the gold pass you know say removing a hero skin and then pushing more of these Legend, quote unquote, legendary skins for increased prices. That is what could be an issue. And also, I mean, it's a bit of a shame that we're not getting high quality legendary skins, right? Like, I, I'd, I'm similar to you, Frank, I have actually been trying to spend less on Clash recently. So, past probably a year or so now, I haven't actually bought a, a excessive, uh, excessive isn't the word, um, an extra pass, a gold pass. Uh, but I think I still like to see high quality legendary skins, and you know it might draw me in. But when they're selling this, for example, this Archer Queen skin for ten pounds, it does it, it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't make me yeah. excited to buy a legendary skin. It doesn't it doesn't pull me? It doesn't even give me that sort of temptation, right? And I'd rather just for the... like it's funny to me we're we're saying like we're all trying to spend less and like like okay yeah like no wonder they're <laughs> cranking out more paid skins. Yeah. <laughs> You know who hasn't said that so far? Spencer. I think Spencer might be having some internet problems. Yeah, he's 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 gone to Helsinki to deliver his uh He's 
he's probably freaking out. He's like, no, I want to give him money. <laughs> they can't hear me. Yeah. So I think $10 for a skin is too much. I think that's like, that's part of the problem for me, um, which is why I don't buy the legendary ones. I think there is, I can't tell if there's a drop off in the gold pass skins lately or not, because if you remember the first one that came out was clockwork queen and the whole clockwork skin line was trash. Like I, I think they get a bad rap. I don't think they're really that bad. I think that a lot of work went into them, and it's like it's evident that that they worked really hard. There's a lot of different elements and like and a lot of design on it, but I just think the the aesthetic of it was goofy. <laughs> and then, um, I want more of the what's the the uh. So when you look at them, when you're looking at all the skins together, there's the purple background, there's the gold background, and then there's like only one or two that have a white background. What what's the name of that? Like a basic skin. There's like standard, there's gold, and there's legendary. Standard. Okay, standard skins. Um, I only have like one or two of them. I'll try and look it up. One of them is a king. It's like barbarian king. <laughs> Not barbarian king. There's three standard skins total in the game. There's the fierce king, um, and then there's two royal champion um, skins that are standard. I the want more of those. The jungle champion and the summer champion. That's right. They are three ninety nine for a standard skin. Yeah, I want more of those. Yeah, so my guess was, well, the the Fierce King was a Supercell make skin, and they do plan on doing more um, Supercell make campaigns in the future. So I can expect if we do get more skins from those campaigns, those will be the standard ones for the game. Um, the reason why they did the Royal Champion ones cheap, in my opinion, is because Tunnel 13 was on the newer side of the game, and there wasn't a lot of players who worth tunnel 13 and had the champion so they sold those at a much lower price mm -hmm. and it was kind of to help increase the hype of both the town hall 14 drop when all the jungle aesthetic came out and uh and the other ones yeah so it was like a, a cheap hype play next month we're getting the king and the rc right yes yeah. next one we are getting those two but we have we do not know which will be in the gold pass and or both might be legendary. We really don't know. <laughs> and maybe the whole thing will be bundled. I think that would be a little slimy if they end up oh. like releasing these like one month and then another month and then the bundle afterwards. I understand why you wouldn't buy the bundle now or like have it available if they don't want to have every well, skin available until next month. But yeah. Right, maybe I'm wrong. Do they not do a similar thing with the painter scene? Uh, Nazi so, so painter day one they had the bundle out and you could buy the bundle the entire time. And then they released individual skins. But if you bought the skin singular, well, am I right thinking you couldn't buy the bundle? Yeah, so as soon as you bought the Barbarian, the Painter King, uh, the bundle went away in the shop. And so I actually saw a lot of people complaining like, oh my gosh, I accidentally bought the Barbarian. I, I wish I bought the, the bundle. Um, like, how do you do that, though? Because like, the bundle was the very first thing. That's why I didn't really feel bad, because I was like, how the heck do you do that? A lot of kids play this game. I mean, I well, I once bought um, the one of the legendary king skins, thinking it was a builder potion at one point. So you know, <laughs> I, I don't know how I managed that. I was I was convinced I they charged me for the I pressed builder potion, um, and they charged me for the wrong thing. But I got a nice nice king skin out of it. Though I, I was kind of expecting to pay one quid, I think, not ten quid. But um, yeah, I, I, there are probably lots of other people like me who somehow press the wrong things so although also i think it could be just that people buy the king skin and you know, maybe somehow they actually liked it and then wanted to buy the rest but then that greatly restricted their ability yeah uh we could start talking about master clash 
Um, so there was an announcement that kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think anyone was expecting something like this. But Master Clash, um, it's a brand new Supercell official platform uh, that has exclusive strategy tutorials. Um, currently for Town Hall 2 all the way up to Town Hall 9. Um, and that's to help players level up faster. That's what they've said. Um, now, all of these videos are made and uh, hosted by the one and only Judo Sloth, everyone's favorite Clash of Clans content creator. Um, but yeah, Rick, what, what do you think about this new Master Clash thing? Oh, it's good. I sat down and I went through the whole thing. Um, there's about two hours worth of videos. And most of it, I was just kind of thinking, like, who is this really for? Because it is very basic. But um, but then, you know, the, the deeper I got into it, the more I realized, like, if you are the kind of player, and there's a lot of them, who, like, maybe you're stuck in a family clan or you're, you just phone it in and you don't really get the full Clash experience of having a good competitive clan who wants to teach. Like, if you have people who you don't really have time to teach or, you know, you have a cousin or whoever wants to pick up the game with you, these are... This, it's a good way to pick it up as you go. You log in, it's masterclash.supercell.com, so you, you have to have a Supercell ID to log in because it looks at your game account, sees what town hall you are, and then limits you up up to that. And then as you progress, you'll unlock more videos. And it starts it starts really basic. It starts town hall two, like this is what resources are. Here's here's how you need them: gold for defense, elixir for offense, and it moves you through. There's a short video. They're all five to ten minutes. And it really explains the game kind of step by step by step as you go along. Uh, it hits the when the capital unlocks all the all the basic troops that goes through the functionality of like de when uh, giant you hit giants and and loons and how those target defenses and then it talks about lightning and spells at town hall five and healers and heal spells at six dragons it you know goes into you know the importance of dark elixir and heroes so which is that's something a, a lot of players really miss out on. When, when they're rushing up, because you can hit Town Hall Seven in like a week too. So, oh yeah, there's a lot of players who don't really understand the importance of heroes and how important it is to to keep up with them. But it hits it hits it pretty hard right here. Town Hall Eight is my only complaint. Is the only attack strategies mentioned in the in the Town Hall Eight videos are go wipe and pekkas, and it's criminal that Judo didn't talk about hogs. Yeah, go wipe is really not meta in any way, shape, or form anymore. I know it's it's so weird. It's like it it feels like a real big miss uh, among a whole lot of really good content. And but you know it's it's back on track for Town Hall Nine where he hits you know the Queen. Uh, they talk about Queen walks, and then there's actually a really good breakdown of rushing versus maxing and why like the pros and cons to each. He doesn't really say you got to max, but uh, he's kind of steering people towards maxing which i know a lot of everyone on reddit's probably gonna freak out and say maxing is terrible but <laughs> also like if you're the kind of player who needs to watch these videos um, maxing is 100 percent the best advice for you honestly yeah for sure i think uh the first playthrough everybody's first playthrough you should try to max you know at least 85 percent of each town hall before you go up and uh, and that's just good coaching. It helps you learn each skill that comes out at each town hall, each troop, each spell, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, it does feel like this is what Supercell was trying to do in game with the practice tool. I forget what they what the actual name for that is. Chief's... But you go up a town hall. And... What is it? Oh, 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 I thought you were going to talk about the chief's journey, but you mean like the the, the practice attacks? Yeah, it's called practice. 
Yeah, yeah, practice attacks where every town hall it unlocks two new ones. It's a decent meta strategy for that town hall. And then like step-by-step walks through where to deploy everything. I thought that was a great addition to the game. And it gives you loot, so everyone's going to do it. And this just seems like a, like a slightly third party. You know, Supercell obviously like worked very closely with uh, with Judo, but it's not actually in the game. Um, but oh. just a slightly more in-depth version of the same thing. And so I'm all yeah, about right. it. I yeah. was about I was about to come on to that the fact that it's, I think it's a bit weird to me that it's not integrated into the game somehow because it only goes up to Tunnel Ten right the tutorials so it's clearly at least for now targeted at that kind of beginner player right I mean Ricky said it even goes down to Tunnel Two yeah so it's it's targeted people who have right started the game and truthfully I don't think a lot of those people are going to be seeking out tutorials right when you first start a game like i just played it for a while you know got some help got some help from my friends before i started looking on the internet so i feel like it would be a good idea to actually integrate it into the into the game properly also it's hardly advertised anywhere I mean, if you search clash of clans tutorials you're gonna get a bunch of youtube videos before you find master clash somehow so i think I mean, I assume it's still in the early stages, right? The fact they don't even have tutorials for Tunnel 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 does show that it's got a way to go. Or I don't think it's got anything for Builder Base either, or Clan Capital. So I think it's got a lot of development. I th- I agree with what Rick said at the beginning, that this is a really great tool as a clan leader that you can use, or for like as a friend that you can use for somebody who's learning how to play the game. Um, when I was first building my clan from scratch, and this was back in like 2017 at this point, um, uh, like you just had to know how to talk to everybody that you were trying to recruit and if you were trying to have a great clan and somebody was asking for help and like you were trying to be the good leader about it you'd look up a youtube video about their town hall even if it wasn't yours and you would either try and explain it to them or, like type it out in game and like it was really tedious the whole time and uh i'm at the point now where i just send youtube videos anytime someone says like hey i have no idea how to yeah. do this and like I, I love giving advice love to coach but like if somebody says like hey i have no idea you know how to start i'm just done spending an hour typing something out for a recruit who's going to leave my clan afterwards (laughs) and uh i think this is just ideal you know when someone says i want to learn how to play this game so i think it's cool i think it's niche and for that reason it's not in the game the game itself already has integrated uh some stuff that helps like this and this is just the the next step and the next level for people who are that much more invested yeah definitely we just had the queso cup too Yes, yes. Did anyone else watch that? I mean, I watched a little bit. I watched some of it, but I'm just wondering if there's anyone else I can bounce off here. Wish we get sit in. I know he watched it. Fill, fill us in. What happened, young young Sam? I just want to say, if you ever are watching these tournaments, put them on your TV. Seeing a Clash of Clans base on a TV is just one of the coolest things ever. It's, it, I mean, we we've never seen it that big because we're used to phones and iPads. So whenever I watch these things. I'm on my TV and I watch them. Rent out your local movie theater. (laughs) Ask them to play (laughs) Clash Worlds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, Case of Cup, I watched uh, some of the Swiss stage, some of the qualifier Swiss stage bits, and I also watched at least one of the final matches between Queen Walkers and it's um, MSE Sports. It's their new name. I can't quite remember what it is, but um, it was them. It was them. And it was it was interesting because firstly I think it's not something we need to go over already because I think everyone knows it. But Tower Fifteen is hard. You know, you, there are lots of more one stars. We definitely saw at Tower Fourteen. It, even bases which you thought were crushed suddenly a rage tower just kills everything. Right? I saw 
this might not even be in case of cut, but a tournament recently, I saw um, Benel, who's in Queen Walkers or Navi now, uh, I saw him do a Queen, you know, those Tower 14 style Queen Charge Marlows, where you'd like do a hero kill squad for half the base, wipe it all out, mm-hmm. and it'd just be a clean up at the end. I saw him do that, so I thought, oh, absolutely crushed. But his Lalo just, it just died because of a rage tower, just everything melted it. So I think spell towers have had such a cool impact on the game. I think esports is actually more fun to watch because you do just generally think, oh my god, is this going to work? Uh, a new strat, which I, well, I thought was new, but clearly Spencer has been at it for a while. Uh, I saw part of it was Queen Charge Electro Dragons. Yeah. Uh, it was used quite effectively in there. Uh, for those kind of box bases, which I've been having a really tough time cracking, I won't lie. But I saw a really nice Garfu attack where he used the Queen on one side near the Town Hall to carve out a funnel, recalled her, put her on the other side, carved out a funnel, and then just sent knee drags through the middle. It's, and and it worked out. It's such a well. weird attack because it doesn't look like it's going to work. It looks like it's a huge, massive fail. And then like the heroes, as long as you keep your heroes up through the end, it, it can wreck bases. It's nuts. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Town Hall 15 meta developing, uh, it's it's been difficult. It's a harder attack meta. We alluded to that earlier. Um, but all of the main meta attacks that I see working really well just, like, really get huge hero value. Like, uh, a lot of them will do Sui heroes where you're taking out, like, 30 40% of the base with just your heroes. And if, like, you're kind of smart about it, they can really do that. And then it just makes it seem like it's super easy whenever you see heroes getting that kind of value. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, I think heroes definitely don't have the same kind of potency they did in Tower 14. I think they have been stepped down a little bit this time. I don't think you can quite get the crazy value you feel to. I mean, I think that's why that old Queen Charge, Lalo, Sui, Hero Kill Squad isn't used anymore. It's just because the, um, the heroes just can't quite carve out as much as they used to but uh yeah i think the town 15 meta has been really interesting mainly because i don't think there is one right i don't think there yeah. is one attack which has stood out to me as oh yeah that's the meta right at town 13 i remember it really being like uh for a while super pe- uh, wizard pekka smash yeah Tal- 13 was Tal- weird everyone hopped on one attack strategy but then it would change it was like pekka bobat for a while was like yeah. universal queen charge hybrid for a while was, was universal yeah tower 14 i think started the trend of there not being a clear meta but even then among pro circles it was clearly a lalo yeah uh, below that it was clearly drag spam right yeah that was i think the main reason now. there wasn't one at 14 was that it was just easy like i remember all heroes 15 healers and like five healers on each hero or maybe 20 healers <laughs> and just like barching with your heroes was a was a viable strat at 14 for a while yeah, oh, I mean, and then when it comes to fifteen, you just don't. There is, there is no meta. I would say. I mean, there's things like Super Archer, Blimp, E Titans, right? That's got yeah. some popularity, but I wouldn't say it's universal. You got some people using Blizzards. You've got um, the Zap, Electro Titan Smash. There's there's a lot of things. I like, and no, nothing has really stood out to me as oh yeah, that's what crushes bases. Yeah, which I, I I think it's great. I I like that there is more base selection. There's more a variance of attacks that you don't expect to three star everything as much as it annoys me. I go into a war hit. If I get an eighty plus cent attack, I'm happy with that. Right. So, uh, I I I do like the meta as it is now. And I think the case of cup really showed that off well. 
I agree with you entirely. It's just, a, it's a really wide meta and there are a lot of different pockets of the community finding a whole lot of success with very different strategies. And I think that makes it the most exciting offensive meta I've ever been a part of. I'm really happy with the game right now. All right. So we're getting close to the end here. Spencer, you had a couple announcements to go through, right? Uh, yeah, I got four four quick things I want to mention. Just today, the second Golden Ticket Tournament was announced, which is going to be Rush of Clans Golden Edition. Um, signups just opened, so if you're interested, go to the Clash of Clans Esports website, sign up with your team, and uh, hopefully you get to make it to Worlds. Um, and then, um, if you guys remember, all the way back in August was the 10th anniversary of Clash, and uh, Clash of Clans released a full-on documentary uh, called Clash from the Past. And so um, I know that's past news, but just recently it has been uh, nominated for three Webby Awards, which are kind of like um, the internet awards, if you will. And so if you genuinely liked that documentary, which I think was really well done in all terms of uh, filmmaking, um, then go ahead and, and give it a vote. You do have to sign up to vote. Uh, but if you sign up through Google, it's a one-click process. So give it a vote if you if you do like it. Um, moving on to RCOC is thinking about making uh, their own esports team. So if you have always wanted to do esports or think you have what it takes to be a professional esports player or even just a casual one, if you think you're a good attacker, please reach out to me and um, let me know. Uh, I'm trying to form a team that we could put in these tournaments and potentially make it to Worlds, make some money. Um, and then the last thing I want to announce is we do have an upcoming community event, which will be announced in two days. If you if you want to participate in these community events, join our um, events Discord server. Um, Hawkeye will probably link it in the comments right now. Um, join the event server. You'll see the announcement, and uh, you could potentially win some cool prizes. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and look at some questions. Someone said, how can I progress quicker as I'm nearing the end of Town Hall 11 without spending money? Because the issue is getting resources oh. and building speed. Um, Town Hall 11, things really slow down. There's just no way around it. The gold pass is obviously big, but that's clearly spending money. You just have to make sure you're getting the best value out of your CDBL medals. And like make sure your, your clan's always completing the gold pass. Get every free bit of magic items that you can. And that's really all there all there is to it. Try and put all the magic items that you can towards the lab because the lab starts to outpace the defense build time. Uh, again, starting in the midtown hall levels, and it just gets ridiculous. The town of 14 is like a year of lab compared to like five months. Yeah, I think the only other thing I would add to that is um, I used to be 100% like max your base before you go to the next town hall. Uh, I do think there's uh, Town Hall 11 really is where it starts, where you can go up a little bit early and it doesn't affect your progression. Like it actually positively affects your progression because it opens up a lot more stuff. And with a better army, you can loot uh, a little bit easier and get into some higher leagues with better uh, star loot bonus and things like that. And so if you're if you're wasting two resources, that's when I go up for sure. Uh, if your walls are done and you're, you know, you have no more gold upgrades and or dark elixir upgrades and uh, you're just wasting both of those resources, I would just go straight to Town Hall 12. Everybody can go up at a different rate. And so if you find one that like is a little bit more comfortable for you, if it, the game just feels like it's a grind, I would say just go to 12. If you're going to play more, that's going to help you upgrade faster in the first place. But if you are a traditionalist and you want to totally max it out, I agree with everything that Rick said. Um, Spencer, real, uh, real quick, we had... 
uh, someone questioned whether the loot system was going to change. Do you want to real quickly go over what we know about the loot system for Builderbase? Yeah, so what they said in the last, last blog post was that um, you will earn um, Builder Gold for every star you gain on offense and then Builder Elixir for every star you defend on defense. Um, but they did mention that we will get a majority of our loot from a daily star bonus. So so we're going to get a very small amount of loot for these stars. Um, and, and that's just because we will have the ability to attack back to back to back forever, potentially. So uh, they're going to give us small loot for stars, but that daily loot bonus will be a massive uh, amount of loot that will help us for our... Yeah, it's going to be real nice, like, um, especially since we don't know if we're going to enjoy it yet or not. Because the, if most of the loot comes through like a daily bonus, you're not going to feel obligated to continually attack forever and ever and ever. Versus, you know, like it, the guys who want to do that will still get a little bit of benefit from it. So I, it's a, it's a nice, hopefully they get a nice balance to it. Any other questions? Um, I saw, how do you guys feel about losing the ability to buy unlimited loot in the trader? Oh, yeah. People really got mad about that. I don't care. I didn't care about <laughs> I, I never bought loot. I've never had a loot problem, but only because the trailer came out when I was comfortably, uh, you know, like Tower 14 sitting in Legends, just always having enough loot to upgrade stuff, because obviously Heroism X, etc. So I understand it's more annoying for people who aren't, you know, who are, people who are lower down, but for me personally, it hasn't affected me, so I just don't care. <laughs> Frank, uh, someone asked the best way to build a clan. Do you have any resources for him? Oh, yeah. Uh, so whoever asked that, uh, DM me if you actually like really care. Uh, I was going to mention this in my shoutouts, but I'll go ahead and say it now. I'm a mod for the recruit sub as well. And uh, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, a few things are changing in the recruit sub soon. Um, and uh, I don't think I should get too much into that until things are official but we, re we reached out to reddit admins about a couple things and so very excited about it but the best way to grow a clan is to just grind and spend time doing it uh global chat doesn't exist anymore and so using things like the clash of clans uh recruit subreddit and then the clash of clans discord server that you're in right now has an i need a clan channel uh if you have an effective dm uh, copy paste or something else that you can use to anybody who posts in that i need a clan channel um that's like that's half the battle if you dm every single person that posts there for a week you'll fill up your clan um, obviously if your standards are higher it's going to take more time to fill a clan up but that's when you can get into a bunch of different avenues uh you know four or five different pretty big discord communities that are dedicated to clash of clans or content creators all have channels where people are looking for clans there are a few bots out there and different websites um homeless clashers is a good bot that you can use and uh, uh what's the uh one website clash champs has a recruiting feature so a bunch of stuff like that uh it's really it, it is a one-to-one -one. however much time you put in is how much reward you'll get um if you're having a really hard time you can always join an alliance like uh rcs or something else uh and alliances can help out sometimes too bad alliances will poach players from other people uh and so it'll be harder to recruit but good ones uh, can either share members or help promote your clan in ways that you don't know how to. Sam, someone said, I didn't upgrade any of my stuff. How do I get past Town Hall 10? You didn't upgrade any of your stuff. Nice. Uh, as in Nishnada. No, no. You have it. 
you have a unique novelty account. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You keep that, then you make sure you log in every no, take, days so it doesn't take a screenshot of your base and post it on on our Reddit asking for tips. Yeah, and then and then say almost maxed. What do I need to do to finish? And then we'll remove it and ask you to post it in the simple questions thread. People always ask, "How do I unrush a base?" And uh, that's mostly a dumb question because you just you 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 upgrade stuff. But what people really need to know when they ask, "How do I unrush a base?" is how do I farm efficiently? It's you find you find dead bases and you attack dead bases exclusively and often, and you get a ton of loot and you upgrade your stuff and you stop yep. upgrading your town hall until you catch up. Focus on heroes. Yep, Barch and Goblin Knife are your two favorite strategies until you have enough resources. Until sneaky goblins. Yeah. Your entire life is changed. All right, if there's no other questions, I think we can move on to uh, to shoutouts. Um, what do you guys got? Let's start with Spencer. Um, shout, shout out to everyone who does our community events, everyone in the event server. Um, yeah. Right, Frank? Yeah, a couple shout-outs. Um, first is shout-out to the uh, Recruit Sub. I don't think I shout that out very often on this pod, um, but it is a great community. It is 182 or 3,000 uh, subscribers, members of it, people who sub to it. Um, and it gets a bunch of daily use, a bunch of weekly use. And so anybody who's looking for a clan, uh, you know, go there. <laughs> Anybody who's looking to grow their clan, go there. And then shout out to the RCS as well is the Reddit clan system. Uh, there are, uh, I don't know how many clans are in it right now, uh, upwards of 50, something like it's a big uh, alliance. They have their own discord server and uh, it's a great way of networking. They do a lot of fun events uh, similar to what Spencer has been talking about. And if your clan is looking to get more plugged into the community, uh, looking to have some additional resources, uh, people that you can ask about strategy, a bunch of other leaders that you can get in touch with and ask them for advice on how to lead a clan um, or, you know, a bunch of other stuff that they do, consider uh, putting in an application to have your clan join the uh, Reddit clan system. We'd love to have you. Rick, anything? Yep. Finally, uh, I'm just going to say there are two new Clash podcasts out on the scene, too, um, that are uh, real great. If you guys are interested in Clash audio, uh, go ahead and check out the Clashuals podcast. That is a couple Twitch streamers we mentioned before, but they are coming on episode seven. They might be going live right now on Twitch. So go ahead and uh, when we call this night head over head on over to twitch and check them out look for clash fan nine i believe is the guy whose channel they're doing on but it could also be big b or zero remorse the other one is only on one episode out so far and we're gonna wish him luck uh c note has a new podcast called clash tours you know explore uh all around the clash world and do a different clan each week so uh best best of luck to you guys uh, out there and that is going to be it for us tonight Again, this was Reddit Talks Clash. You can find us on all podcast platforms, basically. I'm going to edit this live one and push it out tomorrow. So you'll be able to download it and all our previous episodes there. And you will see us back here on the Reddit Talks Clash stage on Discord in two weeks. So have a good two weeks. We'll catch you later. Bye. See you later, guys. Bye.